I'm Manny Pompey. Welcome to another episode of the Chef King Cook Podcast. My next guest on the show today is, I call him country, because he's from the South. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for a gentleman who can talk your ears off with information. Good information, by the way. Give it up for my good friend, Wade Foster, to the show. What's going on? I say, what's going on here? Well, I don't stand there with your beak open. Say something. Explain yourself. Your tongue's flapping, but no noise is coming out of your big mouth. Now get out and stay out. Scram, that is. Hey, uh, was that a chicken pop? A chicken? Of course not. Do you think I'd let a chicken do that to me? That's just a loud-mouthed snook. Wade, how you been, buddy? Manny, 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 how you doing today, man? Good. Welcome to the show, man. It's been a while. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. I've been uh, listening to the podcast, and they all sound great, man. You're doing a great job, man. I'm, 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 lo- I'm loving the energy you're bringing. Oh, thanks, thanks, thank you very much. You know, like it's not all me is is the uh, is the guest that appear on the show, and we'll have a lot to say and. That's all there is to it, you know. This is more about you guys than it's me. So, how's the family doing? Oh, the family is uh, surviving, man. You know, uh, my she, the missus, my fiance. I'm not sure if you know this, but you know, I proposed to my fiance last year in July. Uh, oh, congratulations, man! Yeah, I'm still getting used to the fact of uh, switching the words for girlfriend for fiance. So that's still new to me. You know what I mean? Calling her my fiance, but it's all good, man. She um, she caught COVID a few weeks ago, man. Oh wow! Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was different because you know we um we have a two bedroom apartment and uh, trying to keep her separated from the rest of the kids was was really, really challenging. You know, coming up with like proper eating schedules and you know because we only have oh. one bathroom so we and our her, our master bedroom is on the other side of the house you know oh. to the uh, bathroom so it was really it was really um to keep the kids in line because you know they want to see mommy and they they're pretty much talking to her through a door you know yeah yeah so it was it was different it was different and i and, I, and you know i couldn't leave the house nobody yeah, that's, the house, so that's, that's rough man yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, you know, I I always stay with food in the freezer and refrigerator and, and enough canned goods for situations like this, you know. But uh, yeah, we we just worked through it, man, and uh, just tried to stay positive. She didn't really show no crazy symptoms, you know. But uh, she she didn't really say she had a fever or nothing. We were just she just said she had to sniff. Oh, Although, I'm not sure if you know this. I sent my family when when our com- when the company we work for kind of you know put us on leave. Yeah. I kind of sent my family out to the middle of the country where there's nobody, you know, really not a lot of congested people and everything. And I kind of stayed behind in Jersey to kind of odd jobs and landscaping, you know, just to you know keep the- keep busy. Exactly, keep busy, stay in the green with uh, as far as like residual money coming in and stuff. So I sent because I was going to I was the one in and out the house all summer. So I didn't want them to catch anything. So I said, go see your mom. She has acres of property. Just hang out, do the dirt bikes, do the country thing. Enjoy it. I'll bite the bullet and stay in Jersey. And, and that's what I did, man. From like May till September, I was I was in Jersey 
on quarantine by myself, just, you know, doing uh, landscaping, landscaping, landscaping and cooking at night. And um, it's unfortunate that she caught COVID because I didn't see, I couldn't, I, I didn't watch my baby grow up this summer. I had to do it through videos and stuff, you know, she's yeah. learning, learning new words. She's eating new foods. She's learning how to use new utensils, uh, just simple things of learning how to peel a banana. You know, I missed that. You know, that was really hard for me. You know, my baby's actually, it's the first summertime my baby was actually able to be mobile and walk and run around and enjoy what's going on. And uh, I wasn't there for it, you know, but I knew that being out here was, and sending them out there was for the greater good. And uh, that was like, that was, like I said, I was like five months, man. I didn't see them. And then she, she goes back to work, you know, um, in November, December, she goes back, she went back to work and she was only at work for three days, man. She had worked for three days and she caught COVID. Wow, that's that's unfor- that is unfortunate. You- but like, I, I'm gonna say about you, man. Like you, are, since I've met you, I was a family-oriented type of guy, and you always put family first. And and it's, it's unfortunate that happened because in in our career, we don't have many. I mean. Growing up, my generation of cooks, like before, was like always like a chef, always like working, 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 and family always take the bite the bullet and in the, in the, uh, being a back burner. But now, your generation of cooks is more of like more hands on family oriented, is more about the quality time, and it is about the money. But I've I, one thing I've seen in you, like I said, I've learned from you, is just that your family come first, no matter what. And that's what it should be in your health, your family. And and now for all the cooks that are listening here who has family or wife and whatever, like that should be able to take something from this experience. Because like, look at you, you working hard. You have seen your family almost four or five months and your fiance went back to work for two, three days and caught COVID. You know, you know, thank God is not as, as serious as, you know, those other cases are, but it's still something that to put in perspective to be able to like understand that money is not always the answer to to our problem. Life is spending quality time and spending more family, be there for one another because at the end of the day, that's all we have in this crazy moment that we're living in. Yeah. And yeah, I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. And just to interject real quick, you know, and she didn't even show no crazy symptoms, man. And you know, it was it really snuck up on us because she was, like I said, she was only at work for three days, three days. And she came home sniffling. She's like, yeah, I got a headache. And I said, okay, let's take some Tylenol. She started sniffling. And I, I made like a, uh, I think my father gifted me. Um, He bought me some tomahawk steaks, you know, or something, something. I think it was a porterhouse. Anyway, my parents gifted me some steaks and I, you know, I made mashed potato steak with some, some vegetables and uh, we eaten. You know, man. You know me. You know. I, I, you know. I love. I love a carnivorous meal. You know anything that that's a very carnivorous uh, uh, meal. That's me. You know that. I love that. Uh, no, that's you. And um, I'm, I, I put it in the babies, loving the food, tearing it up. You know, my oldest, she's tearing it up, Madison. And uh, you know, my fiance, she's like, hey, so what'd you do to this steak? I'm like, you know, I just. Seared it, finishing up. Like no, the usual. That's what I did. Told her, I, you know, the usual, babe. Nothing different. She's like, I don't know. Did you season it enough? And I said, huh? Excuse me. And she said, <laughs> she said, did you, did you? She, yeah. What, what'd you do with this food? 
And I said, babe, you tripping. This this food's delicious. She's like, I, this, I don't taste nothing. I was like, oh, yeah, you definitely sick. So the next morning, she went and got tested. I was like, you, you say my food tastes bad? I was like, we got to figure something out. She went, got tested the next morning. I'm talking the next morning she got tested. And she came positive for COVID. Oh, and wow. she, she, she said to me, she's like, honestly, it was weird because I literally couldn't taste anything that you cooked. And I said, babe, I knew there was an issue. I knew there was an issue. Once you said my food don't taste like anything, I say, yeah, there's something wrong. That's exactly what I said to myself. I said, there's, some, there's something wrong. Because you ain't going to tell me my porterhouse steak don't, don't taste like nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I know that's you, you, you know, and um, what your seasoning and spices, you, you, you know, and I just used you no know, salt, pepper, you know, butcher's blend, onion powder, you know, that's it. And uh, when she said that, that's what that was, and I hate to say it, that was the biggest red flag for me. And I said, because she didn't have no crazy symptoms, and it's so unfortunate when you you watch the news and you watch the CDC guidelines and you watch these professionals give their public opinion on what to watch out for. Very subtle details you could miss. Like something like that, like if she just kept her mouth shut and she didn't say, hey, let's just say she felt like she didn't want to hurt my ego. Right. And she said she pretended the food tastes good. That simple detail right there, bro, we wouldn't have known that she was sick. Yeah. And this, this, that could be a major, exactly. major problem it, for, for everybody in the house, especially you have uh, such young children, exactly. you know, at age. You know, So like that's something that is really and, to watch out and let me for. tell you something and i go back and it goes back to having that kind of open form of communication with your spouse and i'm gonna go back to the ego if she was worried about my ego or something she would have just like i said kept her mouth shut she'd have pretended the food tastes good and thought i messed up but she actually spoke because we give each other uh, uh constructive criticism and feedback on when we do things for each other as far as cooking or anything that we do for each other that I can improve on or she can improve on, you know? And like I said, man, if she didn't say those simple words, the whole house could have had COVID and we wouldn't have known it. We, we oh, wouldn't yeah. have known it. Yeah, we would have went to Toys R Us. I'm not Toys R Us. We went to Target or something and did this. We, and we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have had any idea until somebody caught a symptom that was a little more recognizable or noticeable. So tell everybody, you know, just be careful you it, it, even because even 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 the most proper practice can still get you infected you know what i mean no i totally understand what you what you said because like for the first um as soon we was home for the first like six months i was literally diligently me and my girlfriend will live in like a very big apartment and the thing about it is just like we were both stuck home yeah. But for her, she was still working at home. Me, you know, us being in the industry, we're not used. I'm not used to be at home. I'm used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, getting ready to go to work. And I know that that is what I'm going to do. This is my day will be planned out. And yeah. I actually yeah, like take a step back. The first few few weeks and months, it was OK. I had my video game. I played my video game. I read books and I watch, you know, some catch up on my TV shows and stuff like that. But the reality struck is when I could not see my daughter because like, yeah. she doesn't live with me. And I was like, uh-oh, that's a problem. And I had to, like, do the the video call, the time. And it was – and at first I was like, okay, this thing is suddenly really annoying. And when I started hearing that about – I know people that passed away and – 
people who got sick and friends who got sick. And I was like, oh, this is serious stuff. And and like I said, it, it's still new to me regardless. I mean, now I'm able to go out with a little bit more precaution when I come home. I have to, like, take off my clothes, turn them upside down, and go straight to the sh- take a shower and stuff like that. And because... You know, I even went to went to Target and bought um, the special medical uh, soap and stuff like that, and to wash my hand and you know surgical. It, it was really I was paranoid for a few months. So like, but now things is a little bit better. But I still see a lot of people not taking the proper precaution when it comes to COVID because you don't you will not you don't know if you will until somebody close to you have it. You know, and yeah. for for you. It really, it really hate home, and and that is something that a lot, a lot of us in the industry need to put in perspective. It's not all like I said; it's not always about money and financial thing. I know, I know, we do need that, but spending time with our family, if we don't have to, we I don't think we should be going out there and put ourselves at risk. Because God forbid, you know, things can get worse. You and you're right, and I'm gonna interject with you for a second. And I, I totally agree. You know, you always got to make the proper balance with, you know, family and home life. But also at the same time, and, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a comedian or nothing. You always got to remember. At the end of the day, love don't pay the bills. No, this, no, I absolutely, I, no, no, you know I absolutely, I mean? no, I totally, love I totally though, not, that's not a, that's not a check that's cash, cashable. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But in 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 that aspect, I do believe that you and I we were giving a very very a unicorn as yes, a yes. company that we work for, which is which is like I'm not going to detail. Don't need to put the of course. But 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 in that aspect, I think that. For us who was able to be in our position, I don't think we should go out there and risk ourselves. Because for the greater good, I understand that love doesn't pay it, but family, sanity, and and health matters in the, in those type of moments. You no, understand you what I mean? Listen, you ain't wrong either. You you are totally right. You sound like I. You sound just like my mom, man. I had, even though I'm 32 years old with a full fledged family man, I still get lashings from my parents verbally, just on different perspectives and stuff like that, you know. And uh, like you just said, it ain't it ain't worth the risk of going. Yeah, it, like it ain't, you, like you know, it ain't. But I look at it as a. I hate to say it, if I'm I'm not gonna put my family at risk, I'll put myself at risk no. before I put my family at risk. That's why I kind of sent them out of my out of my vicinity. While I tried to capitalize on the most amount of gains that I could, you know what I mean. Was it ill? Was it ill advised? Yes. Was it? Was it? Uh, you know, take it really risky. Yes. You know, but uh, man, this, the the way I was able to capitalize this summer, man, I felt like Super Mario, and I just hit that little mushroom that comes out the box. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean. That is true. That's true. What you're saying, and you're not wrong in your no, aspect no, no. because I do, I, do, I, do, I do. I do believe that you know uh, it's not. It's not a. I'm trying to sound not to sound you know 
a little crazy and insane, but no, speak your mind. You have, you have to do what you have to do to provide for your family in time of need and in every aspect of the way. So what you did was honorable. Since I've met you, you always a hard worker. You're always willing to learn uh, what it is that about any industry that you're in, you know? So for you to be able to do that and, and be able to held on and do what you got to do, that is commendable, man. Because like not many people, like I said, and especially our generation, uh, you know, are willing to go that extra mile to provide for the family because unless it's not a hustle or do something else, but you, you are like what I call blue collar, really hardworking, you know, American who would not worry about to, you know, anybody else for that matter, men or women to, to do what you got to do to provide for the family. And that's what you did. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just, like I said, I mean, to me, to you, to you is is a great thing. You know, even me, I got a couple of gigs once in a while. Like people offer me for cooking and stuff like that. So I have to think twice about it. I'm like, mm, me going to your house, come like, is it really worth it? Like, yeah, we'll make good money, but at the same time, what am I? What am I coming home to? Is is it gonna be worth it for me? Especially, I recently uh, been diagnosed with with hypertension, mm -hmm. like super. Super bad. Like I recently had um, uh, something in my eyes a couple of weeks ago, and I went to the doctor, the urgent care, and the doctor saw my literally checked my eyes, and he's just like, "Oh, it's nothing. It's probably allergy and stuff like that." But he checked my blood pressure, and he was shocked. It was like, "What? He's like, this is impossible." Literally checked my blood pressure. He had to check my blood pressure full time. To literally tell me that, dude, you know you're you're walking heart attack. Yeah, and I'm like, he's like, that's he's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 36. He's like, dude, you need to go see your doctor as soon as possible, like the next day. So I make a doctor appointment, and my doctor did the same thing too. He checked my my blood pressure. He was like, what is going on? He's like, do you, what do you eat a lot of salt? Do you stress? I'm like, no, I'm not stressed. I mean, I, le I eat a balanced diet, and he was just like. You know what? You need to keep, cut salt out of your body for the next month and a half. You can't have this. You can't have that. And it's like I say, I understand you're a chef. You love food. You do what you do. But which, ask yourself this question. Which one is more important, living or dying right now? Because don't don't be those type of people that's walking around that's like so busy, love their craft and love things to be tasty and not be able to you know, and live to enjoy life, especially in, so they give me some pills and, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to like monitor my blood pressure, do some exercise in my house. And, and that, that's what it is for me, man. This year is more about living and seeing more perspective. That's what this pandemic has done for me. It put things in perspective, make me understand life a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And speaking of living, speaking of living chef, what you, what you been uh work what you been working on studying lately as far as culinary? Oh, oh, like uh, during the pandemic first hit, um, Harvard, uh, and Yale University was giving those free classes online. Yes, I believe I seen it. Oh, it was for free for the first like 
three, three to six months. And I took a class in uh, food, um, food science, actually, like culinary art. And like there was teaching you basically like we know about food, but we there's the science part of it. Like, you know, you learn about the Millar effect, about when you caramelize stuff and temperature wise, you know, and I had to use a sous vide machine properly in how all those when you to make vegetables because believe it or not a lot of vegetables contain uh fat and different sugary stuff and aspects of it things that you want you will you will not think that are like have different sources different molecules the way they work so i took a, a course of that and it was super interesting you know and i was also learning about um like the food history, where food come from. They was given a class in that for free. I took a couple of courses of it, you know, like learning about how food evolved around, you know, the world from basically like the from United States to Europe. And so it was some pretty interesting stuff in those classes. Oh, good. Yeah, no, no, I believe it. You know what the thing is too, as far as like culinary science, uh, you know, I didn't really stumble upon that. I didn't even apply science to cooking until about five, six. I've been cooking since what, 2010? August 10th, 2010 is when I started, when I started, the first day I started in a restaurant. I can remember that. August 10th, 2010, washing dishes and washing dishes. And I just heard, I smelled, uh, I smelled onions, but there was a particular smell that I smelled that I didn't know what it was, but it, it smelled familiar, but it was intense. And I go to my chef, he's doing something. He's sauteing garlic and onions. And and growing up, my mom never really used fresh garlic, you know, ever. She just never, she never did. It was always, she used always onions and stuff and other vegetables and other uh, uh, herbs and aromatics and stuff, but never fresh garlic. Just never, you know what I mean? She, she never used it. So the smell of fresh garlic being cooked was unfamiliar to me, you know, but it was still, uh, as you say, at that point in my life, 2010, it was, it was a very intoxicating smell. And I stepped to him and I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm uh, I'm sweating out. He said the word sweat, garlic and onions. And I said, sweat? What do you, what do you mean sweat it out? That doesn't sound tasty. And he's like, no. And then, at that, from that moment there, is when I recognize science needs to be applied to some sort of cooking, culinary, and exactly. And, and I said, because me, you know, hearing the word sweat, I'm like, that doesn't sound. That doesn't sound uh, uh, appetizing at all when you use that word. Like, why you call it that? You, yeah. you know? And then he actually broke it down to me at the end of the shift. And I was like, oh, wow. And from that point on, I just, that was just, it was cool. You know, I was always in, involved in, uh, you know, engineering program, you know, robotics team in high school and process technology club in high school. I was always involved in that. But, uh, you know, thing, thing, I, I, my stars didn't really align where I w went that route. But I still always had an interest. And when I knew that science can be applied to culinary as far as the way science can be applied to biomedical, you know what I mean? And that and that aspect of get a to get a better uh uh product or end result, that's my crash course just started going full speed at that point. You know what I mean? And it's it's very interesting. You know, the uh the acidity of red onion and stuff like little simple things like that. I love bro. I love this little. I love little, but you know what I mean. Something so simple. Like that. No, I don't. I don't understand where you're coming from. It just, 
and it's just cool. Like I said, science can be applied to it just to just to do different yeah. things, like you know, physics. You know, even when it yeah. comes to barbecuing, like a whole pig versus uh, a half a pig, or having the pig being filleted. There's a there's a science to that. There is and, 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 and uh convection conduction uh how you got a lid on it and there's so many different and it's just cool when you look at it from that perspective it makes it makes breaking it down easier you know to interpret it so that's something i should get back into take another culinary science course because you know the company they gave us a, a crash course on it and it was very intriguing it really was it yeah. really it really was and i advise i advise a lot of people if you don't if you already know that get another get a refresher yeah you no know, it's very beneficial you know? I recently got a um, uh, for Christmas from my girlfriend. She bought me a an over sous vide machine. Oh, nice! And and I was just I was just like she never knew what it was, and I had to explain to her. I ended up making oxtail in a sous vide bag for her for the first time. She was shocked. She was like she was like I stayed up. I kept setting my alarm up, you know, all night long, and every time the temperature would drop, and I'll have to add more water to it to the machine. To the pot, and she was like, "Then she was like, I don't understand this. Like, you didn't do nothing to it. All I did was just season it. I didn't sear it. I didn't do anything. I just like pop it in a sous bag, make my marinade and whatever like that, and let it. And it was just most tender to the to the point where like you could literally touch the bone and it'd literally be like breaking. Oh, I, you know, I believe it. And it was like, like she was shocked. She was like telling all her friends about it. I'm like, but is is not something in that the average person knows about? Like, you know, because we live in a world now where every day a company is coming out with new kitchen. Like this year is the era of air fryer. I'm, I'm, no, air fryer, I, mean, I can't I'm, get, I can't get jiggy with it, but it's cool though. It's so cool. I bought Did one. You? I'm. I bought one. Yes, and to me, it's just wonderful. Cause the only good thing about it is it's infrared, and you don't really have to. It suck up all the, um, I call it all the fat, grease, and stuff like that. Whatever you you put in your food. For example, if you're roasting a piece of meat in one of them, and while you do, it's just instead of like you know you have the juices staying on the pan. If you compared to use a conventional oven. With that, what it does is basically like it sear it, it cook the meat inside out, and whatever fat will residue will be left on the bottom of the pan. And you know what's interesting? That technology has been out. Remember, you would go to sleep at night and you wake up at two thirty in the morning. It'd be those infomercials when you was younger. Yeah. Infrared. It's the same technology repackaged. You get what I'm saying? That kind of technology. I had yeah. to research air fryer and how it works and everything. And that technology has been out. Man, since we was in middle school, elementary school, just the, those little infomercials of, you know, you, you put the chicken on the little thing yeah. and, and you put the dome over it and, you know, come back later and voila, it's cooked perfectly. Like that technology has been around. And as you say, the new idea, the new thing is, you know, rinse, uh, uh, wash, rinse, repeat. That's all it is. The yeah. New, the new I mean, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. Listen. And and everything I've redone in culinary per se, I, I, there's nothing. We are not reinventing the wheel. We're just adding to it. You, you know? know, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Basically, for example, back in the days, people used to like you know, when a cook cooks, they used to draw the 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 swivel line when they're plating and stuff like that. Now people are like less is more. 
back in you know in, I remember when we used to play food you see how to have all this bunch of little garnish on the plate now you can see if you watch the 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 new generation of cook and the chef the way they play food is like the most you'd be like is more garnishes on the plate and it's more about visualization and also taste you know and and that is where like where old and new meet together and that's how you have to adapt to it you know because that even me myself, I still have to adapt. Because as much as I, I I cook a lot of eggs every day, I'm seeing, I'm watching a video online, and I'm seeing like this guy cook an egg different, or uh, this person did this different, and I'm like, whoa, wow, I'm I'm shocked, you know. And and when you look at that, and you be like, okay, some stuff I do agree with, some stuff I don't agree with. Not that I'm a purist when it comes to certain stuff, but I do believe that change you need to adapt to the change of the way people cook in the industry and the way things are done in the industry because a lot of us are like uh uh a lot of people since the pandemic are joining our uh our craft and what's what is a good thing also a bad thing because a lot of people are not willing to take the time to learn the proper step you know for example you could tell me more about this because i've seen you done it and I've done charcuterie, but you've done it more than me. Why do? You, how do you feel about with everything going on with people joining our, our profession without a proper step or proper technique? I'm not talking about going to culinary school. I'm talking about like more of like learning the basics and then move on to bigger and well, better things. I think I think well, if you're gonna always go, if you're gonna my first uh, piece of advice. If you ever go to learn, when it comes to culinary, everybody starts with culinary as a hobby, no matter what. I don't care who you are. I don't care what chef you talk to. I don't care what guy you talk to or any anybody you talk to. Call You get to the culinary first as a hobby. Nobody wakes up and say, I'm going to go cook because I want to make money. Nobody wakes up saying that. So first and foremost, you're working as a hobby, of course, whether you realize or not, subconsciously, and you know what I mean? So and like all things hobbies, you want it's all about how serious you want to take it. You know, and the charcuterie, as you mentioned, I, I, that's science sitting right there. Humidity, humidity level, saturation, os, os, osmosis, the change of water for salt, salt for water. So the prop, like that stuff, right? That's, that's cool to me. That's interesting that, that this technique has been around for years. Humans, humans didn't understand the science behind it, but it was still science and it still worked the pres meat preservation in that and even with cheese cultures and stuff like that that's just interesting so with like i say with charcuterie taking it on if you're gonna take on the hobby you gotta take it serious you gotta take it serious or how serious you're gonna take it or your work is gonna be the result of how much love you put or don't put into it or how you serious you take it you know so when i got introduced to it i kind of just sat back and did some background research on it you know and a lot of every a lot of things too go from trial and error trial and error like you know just trial and error while uh, realizing your mistakes uh, try to catch them before they happen and also adjust to them after they take place you know what i mean and that's pretty much my guess my best my best take on it is just if you're gonna if you're gonna go look into something just try to give it 110 percent so you're not second guessing yourself say don't ever second guess yourself don't never uh -huh. second guess yourself and if you do it is nothing wrong with it 
That's why you try to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Or, or even like-minded energy. You know? I don't really understand where you're coming from when you say like-minded energy because like, is like, like I say, we work in an environment where tr- trust and understanding. I don't, I don't, we're never going to agree on everything, especially in the environment that we are. But that brotherhood, that sort of like understanding, I learned from you, you learned from me. It's like I always tell everybody, like even when I work with you guys, I told you I've learned from as much as from you guys, from the younger generation of cook to the oldest one. Because like, I feel like it's both of, um, it's not, is world collided understanding on one, you know, each other by like, Okay, you can cook this way that way, but let me teach you. You know, that's why I say like I believe that everybody should learn and master the basics, because like before you could move on to anything else. Because it took me years, years and years to understand a lot of stuff, a lot of trial and error. You know, and I don't know everything in color, but the the advantage I have is because like I learned so much from my failures that I'm able to pass on to people that hey. This is the way I think you should do this, and this I think yeah. you should do that. And one thing, the one thing I feel like a lot of us in the industry don't stop doing. Once we leave the kitchen, we we don't. I mean, once we get out of work, we don't do no more research. Oh. We don't do no more. We don't do no more. Man, I'm, no I'm more the thing. complete opposite. I'm not talking. I'm out of work. Listen, you know, I'm out. Of, I get out of work. I'm going to another restaurant working. <laughs> like I always try to. I me, I call it fighting in the trenches. You know, and you, you, you and I had our conversation about the word chef, or or this or that or title. I'm like, and it all, uh, it's all about. When you said, remember, I said something earlier about always stand behind everything you do, one hundred and ten percent. And you know, we go to label labels of chef and stuff like that. And you, you, and I've seen you refer to me as that. I'm like, yo, if I don't, if I feel like myself, I'm not there yet. Then I need to do what I got to do to get there. No. Uh- no, I I totally I totally understand that concept what you're talking about because like chef is just know, a, the title. It, it 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 was just a great uh, Tom Curriculum who said from Bravo Top Chef, who was who wants it. Everybody keep calling and the you're not a chef until you run your own team. Michael Pierre White once said the the I don't know if you know him is the guy that trained Gordon Ramsay to become super super yes, famous yes. who he is today. And he once said, I don't like, I don't, you don't see, you see all of us wear the same color apron. There's no name on our jacket because you know what? We're all in the same. Yes, I'm the leader. I run my kitchen. But at the same time, we learn as each other from each other as much, you know, as people think we do. So we, we're not, we, there's no title here. We're all the same. We all cook the same. We fail. We, we cry. We scream. We push one another to be better. Because I feel like this is what the generation in the industry of chef and cooks and whoever coming in the industry, we don't have enough people to, people don't mold each other anymore. There's no more mentors anymore because everybody wants to do things so quick and so fast to make it to the top. And then they keep failing. Yes. And I had a friend of mine who was on the show, uh, my, my friend knows that you, uh, he's, a, he's a great example of that. He'll tell you that. In this industry, there's three things you need: patience, luck, and li- literally knowing somebody. 
It's not what you know, but who you know to make it. Doesn't matter how good your skill is, doesn't matter how great, great culinary school you went to, is luck and all that. And also did you great determination because those are the, the key component. Because you could, because it's like, just like us, I always refer cooking as a sport. Okay. For as for as great as many, uh, you see Michael Jordan, LeBron James. There's another generation that's gonna be ten times better. I, than would, you. I can I can I can totally relate to that analogy, and I, I I actually prefer that way. I prefer what you just said, looking at cooking as a sport versus what I say the hobby. And you just blew my mind right now, honestly. I'm being, I'm being, you just blew my mind. You I'm know, like a sport. Like, you know, like, it, no, but 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 it's, it's it's a team thing. You don't succeed on your own. You succeed yeah. with the people that you with. Because remember, your team fail, you fail. It don't care matter whether you're manager, your executive chef, it doesn't matter who you are. You if your team fail, that's yeah. on you. They all fail. We all look bad. We all doesn't matter. And that's why people need to understand that before joining the industry, before going online and posting pictures of food and do this. That's why I come back again, master the basics, you know, and over my years of, of in culinary, I have to learn to master basic. And still to this day, I've still have to go back to my notes and from 10, 20, 15 years ago to read on stuff and be like, oh, yeah, this is what you do this because that's what make us better. And that's what make us to be able to, you know, encourage a new generation coming up because at the end of the day, me, I feel like. I'm not looking for title. I'm here to be able to, like Tupac once said, that you know, he once said, I might not be the the guy that changed the world, but I want to be able to give him that mind, that that little thing that spark mm-hmm. him to change the world. So you want to you want to be able to be that kind of cook, you know? Yes, it's gonna come a lot of political stuff, but sometimes you gotta put all that stuff, to, all that BS to the side, and be like, listen, I'm here to do a job. You got to suck it up. What we do is not easy. What we do is not is is not also difficult. But you take dedication, like you said. You got to give hundred and ten percent. There's no back. There's no backing down on it. There's no like. If you didn't put hundred and ten percent behind it, that's uh, how I feel. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to eat. No, no. You know, and like you said, you you kind of empowered me. I like what you just said. It, it, it's really interesting. Like a sport, cause you know me, man. You know me, man. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love dunking on people and getting dunked on it. To say I don't mind it. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind it. Yeah. Like, old, how you pull that off? I don't mind sitting back on the bench and watching the OG step onto the paint and show me what's up. I, I like what I, I really, I really do like that analogy. It is like a sport, even far as like competing and, it, and, it and all that kind of stuff and teamwork. That's you really blew my mind right now. You you really did. You really shifted into a different gear for me to break it down. You gotta look at it that way because if you don't, you will not succeed. You will fail, and when you fail, you fail super bad. You know, there's all you know. There is guys who spend years and years working in Michelin star. You know what they do? They peel nothing but vegetables. That's all they work on. Uh, when 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 the restaurant get their big uh, Michelin star, do you do you have you ever seen? The, yes, you do see the name of the chef, but the chef, any great chef, will come back and say like, I, "Nothing is possible without my crew." 
Don't worry about what Hollywood no, put man. on TV right, for yeah, don't us. Don't worry that. about the, the the food, the 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 TV shows. Yes, if cooking TV show become mainstream over the years. But you, as a person, if you want to join this industry, need to ask yourself this question: Do I want to do it for fame, or do I want to do it because of the love of it? Because at the end of the day. That's what's going to determine your career. That's my advice for the young generation coming in. Because is it, like I said again, and I'm going to repeat this, this is a team sport. You cannot win on your own. I don't care who you are, where you are. This is a team sport. You need to be able to brace that concept before you, you could join the corner world. Yeah. Huh? You, you, you ain't wrong, man. You ain't saying nothing. You ain't you ain't really saying nothing wrong. You know, um, ever since we kind of been on this whole furlough, you know, I've been um still trying to work at whatever restaurants need help around my area. Cause a lot of people, a lot of the restaurants they're, when they slowly start to open back up, a lot of the staff don't want to go back to work because of the unemployment. Ain't that interesting? Ain't that ain't mm. that a, ain't that an interesting thing? You you can get more money paid. And like, and, and, and hold, on, hold on, real quick. Now, now I'm a little fired up now. And I, no, well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This whole country shut down, and the people that are making the most money, you know, is think you know what you're doing on what you ordering online and stuff or food. You don't want to go out. You have to have food brought to you as an experience. You know, ordering out, takeout, and even the gross grocery. I think people should show a different type of respect to the hospitality industry after this pandemic. And and and, and as far as it's true, I it's think, all, it, but a lot of people don't realize we, we're responsible. And I'm not, we're not talking about just where we're working now. I'm I'm talking about the catalog of places you've worked at. I'm talking about the catalog of places I I've worked at and st- still continue to work at. And we provide experiences for people that they life changing experiences sometimes, like. You go to a restaurant, the guy sends the, the food comes out. The waiter does his job as being a good, uh, showing good customer service and great hospitality. Now it's up to for the food to deliver to finish and bring it on home. You go for a wedding proposal and you order, you order, you know, filet mignon with mashed potatoes, and this, the filet isn't the proper temperature for the young lady that's about to get her wedding proposal. We might have ruined this man's young night. Uh, night. She might not even be in the mood, and he throw the vibe off. He might not propose because the steak was cooked wrong. We're business. Think about it. Business True. dinners, business, business, business dinners, no, birthdays. Everything that we say we do, exactly. we play a major part in, in, in the economy and in the way in entertainment. I would say also in it's and it's a little. And I know people might think I'm a little far fetched saying this, but like if you actually really do think about it, you your kid's birthday, man. You take your kid for a birthday, and the food comes out like. I, I listen. I've done it recently. I had hosted a birthday party. Everybody enjoyed themselves, but me, I feel like I didn't have a good time because the food, the food, every, nobody really liked the food. The food wasn't on subpar. You get what I'm saying? Because like we will remember the place name. No, I totally agree. I totally, I totally, I totally agree what you what you said because like is is due to the it's all about the atmosphere that you said because we are that that is like it's like. People who smoke, uh, who, who drink alcohol, for example, like good wine. If it's a shitty wine, 
like you could ruin my mood, you could ruin my appetite, you could because it's all about is the same thing relate to food. If the food is not good, exactly, I don't think you know like. You should. People are gonna enjoy it. People are gonna, you know. But that that's the reality that we live in. And and like you said, and shout out to Word all the there, hospital man. worker and you know and grocery and grocery grocery people that that literally show us some, you know show us some to work. No, don't work. tell your kids but this I do, ain't but, the job you want. Like, no, listen. When the whole nation shut down, who did have a job? Even people, even hospitals and daycares, yeah, and you cooking food for the down at the school for so kids can have free lunch. People, I think people to show some more respect to the hospitality yes. industry. You, you know, like I, I totally agree, and I, and I totally agree, and I totally that, and I and I, like I said, I do believe that we're living in a precedent time because I live in New York City, and to be able to see a lot of great restaurants mm-hmm. that I enjoy personally. Now it's all about survival of the fittest. And you, you, you ain't never lied, man. You know, even when this thing is over, are they gonna be able to? Because like, I got friends of mine who, who like who's super great chef. What to literally say? Like, I never thought I'd say this. It was like walk out of the the hospital industry to go work construction and to go do delivery. And I even had a friend of mine who's doing DoorDash. I'm like, great chef. And I'm like, this is how bad as this thing has been. Oh. And I can't blame them. You know, that's why that's what I said, like, you know, I was also mentioned to one of my colleague, hey, like AJ, AJ. You, you know him, and I told him this, this is the time that we we either adapt a die, man. That's all there is to it. Because we need to be able to adapt ourselves, to reinvent ourselves, and not not as cooks, but as to be able like to see where does where do we take our, our mind and you know and still be able to be in the culinary world. But how do we process? How do where does the next? How do we evolve and become in the next era for cooking? Because. We take a lot, a lot, I think we take a lot for granted, and it's really starting to show right now. It's really starting to show that you know who's who's really truly love what they do mm-hmm. and who's really like doing it for the money. And there ain't nothing wrong with both of them if because, like, like you said, no. love does not pay the bills, but you gotta put yourself in some in this perspective on understanding where. You stand in your career because personally, I always say this to my girlfriend and everybody love me. I don't know. I want to do this for the rest of my life. Now I don't know when my time will come, but this is what I know. I'm you know I'm very fortunate to be with you, doing something that I know that I love since I was 16 years old. But at the same time, do I want to work for somebody for the rest of my life? I don't know, but I do want to see myself like. Like I said, be able to help the younger generation understanding mm-hmm. the you concept. Know, you know, food, food trucks you know? are starting to be and, a thing. And now we're speaking of the thing. younger generation in the pandemic. Food trucks are starting to be the new craze in the last like couple of years. It's true. It's true. I've seen I've seen a lot of and I've seen a lot in the producing good quality food. You know, and this is where we need to make the difference is like not everything got to be fine dining and nothing wrong with Yo, fine dining. Good food I, got, is good I food. learned all my best technique in cooking, cooking. Good food is good food. That's why we, we, uh, the, uh, the consumers and need to start putting perspective, you know, and see how like mm-hmm. how everything is shifting. 
because everything mm-hmm. everybody wants everything undergo now. They want, like you said, DoorDash, everybody want things, uh, food, fast, fast, fast. But imagine, like you go back to what you said, we are part of, of people's lives, you know. But to me, why do I think it's a disservice to a lot of, um, of chefs and cooks when they cook a nice meal and then you have to pack it in the box, ship it, and somebody have to drive 10, 15 minutes to deliver it to you. And by the time the customer gets it, he's like, huh, it's, it's not the mm-hmm. same. You get what I'm trying to say? Compared to sitting in a restaurant. So to me, like that's why I believe that we this I mean, we need to find best solution for the pandemic and and people go back to eating in restaurant and be able to bring that livelihood of cooks and you know, to be able yeah. people to be together. Good luck on that, man. The way times the way times are moving, we don't know what direction right. things are gonna fold, especially but but we have to be hopeful, man. We gotta keep faith. We gotta keep be able to be be honest with us with ourselves. And, and like I said, survive, adapt, or, or, or die, man. You you need is mm-hmm. like a, is an adaptation of things for us. I think the food truck experience yeah. is gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident, especially since it's pandemic and people want to be outside now and all this other stuff, cater to space and everything. Um, like a food truck will definitely be. I think, like I said, it's already been gaining momentum in the last, what, three, four, let's, let's say seven, eight years, you know? But now, I think this coming summer, you're going to see a lot more food trucks out there. Definitely. But speaking of food truck, why are you, do you see yourself like um, owning a food truck when all these things are uh, done? You know, like, what in I want to do if it was up to me, your career, if you it was up to me, man. If I made my money with just, I would make my money at a bomb deli. Just having like a, just a, like a, you know, I'm, I'm from, I'm, I'm from Jersey and I'm, I live in a town with a lot of Polish, Italian, Irish. So the, and also there's always a type of a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, even Jewish, there's all types of delis around me. And it, it, each deli is always competing, always competing with each other, you know, now, you know me, man, I always want to go. I got family down in North Carolina and everything. You and that's why you call me country as my nickname. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I you know, I love it down there. I would love just to bring like a Jersey style deli down to like down the, in that area. You, you know what I mean? That would be my like my. I mean, you can. I mean, you can. Like I said, don't say you can't. You know, you you you, you got to be able to have that sort of. Uh, customer, you got to have that mentality of like when I retire, I'm, I'm gonna need something to keep the. To keep the uh, the gears uh, oiled, you know what I mean. No, I don't understand where you come from. Because I don't know if you watch uh uh the show on Netflix called this guy called Rodney Scott is a no, is I've a been, big listen, time uh, barbecue for, pit master. For, oh, when he, I say years before he even got like on um, let me tell you something about that show on Netflix. He had that wire before he used he used to use. Old bed spring mattress springs from the uh from certain mattresses, and that's what he used to use. And then I guess he had oh, he wow. was able to buy the wire like how it is now. But he used to he used to burn a mattress and put the pig on it. He yeah, there's there's an old video, and I'll send it I'll send it to you because he's been around for like, and I'm just so happy for somebody like him and even all the rest of those people that, that got shouted out in um 
you know, in that series for you say on Netflix, was it a Chef's Barbecue, Chef's Table Barbecue? Like he's, I've been hearing yeah. about him and being around him, or like, uh, uh, you know what I mean, for so long, and for him to get the recognition on Netflix, that's so good for him. That's great. And even well, won a won a James B Award, which is like to like, us, you know is, I mean? is, is like is just like a big a big a big accomplishment because like I remember in his speech he said that not bad for a country boy, you know, because when he graduated high school, he, he knows that he wanted like he didn't know what he wanted to do if he's joining his father's business, but deep down inside, you could tell that cooking barbecue was in his blood. And and for him to be able to reach that pinnacle of be able to like, yes, I made it. And he still doesn't think he made it because he always he still has this vision. He look in the sky, look at the uh, look at all the plane flying around, wondering where they're going. And for him to be able to, to see that, it's just like wow. It's, it's an inspiration. It's an inspiration to me and 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 to anybody in the industry, like because like it doesn't matter where. Like I said. And our industry doesn't see colors. It doesn't see who you are. It see what you're capable of, what you're able to give, and be able to push forward. And man, and be able to follow your dream is not going to be easy. But if you do what you're supposed to do, I promise you, you will yeah. be successful at it. Yeah, I can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like, I like that. I like that. I like that about him too. Also, that whole series is really good. Yeah, man, this whole series is pretty good, dude. Well, wait, I must say, man, man it's been fun, <laughs> you know, catching up with you and you know, hearing, hearing, hearing about you, hearing about your family. You got to be the longest Listen, guest ever on on <laughs> Chef Can Cook podcast, man. You, Listen, you, you know, you made history to move today. My desk all the time back in uh, grade school because I kept talking to everybody. Eventually, I kept talking to everybody in the classroom. She had to move my desk next to hers. That, what I... <laughs> Yo, wow. That, that, that's, that's interesting. But there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. It's you your know, personality, like man. You got that personality of like... too much. Good smile. Good. Good. Hey, it's true. Just good vibe, good thing, good conversation. You know, because that's all there is to it. But that's all we have, and especially in this present time we're living in, and we're like we're not able to see each other. We can't hang out, and you know, we're not in our normal working cooking environment. But we still do, to the grace of of you know modern technology and internet, we're able to like communicate and 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 see able to keep in touch and. That is something that to be grateful for. So, hey, man, I'll enjoy having you in the show. Thank you. And give my best to, you know, your fiance and the kids. Oh, Hope she feel better. Hey, oh, yeah, be yeah, safe, yeah. man. You too, man. You be Remember, safe, man. Thanks for having me, first. man. And by the way, congrats on all of this, man. It's, 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 it's really cool that you're doing this, by the way. No like. oh, thank right, you, man. You're welcome to the show anytime, dude. Thank you for listening to Chef Can Cook with Chef Manny. Until next time, eat well. You can find me on social media at Chef Can Cook with Chef Manny, wherever you listen to your podcast.